Hey guys, Joe just kicking in here quickly uh, before this very special episode to do some business things. Uh, so at the moment I am currently struggling with a failing laptop. It's not a great deal, but a few of our older episodes are on that and I can't quite get to them. So this is why you're getting this early rather than the Dragon Ball Super episode that we recorded with Riley. A announcement that I wanted to do in front of that was that Riley has a Kickstarter for his RPG Interstitial, Our Hearts Intertwined, which is an amazing Powered by the Apocalypse role-playing game that I have had the privilege to play, uh, and you might hear that this weekend if you check out the Lost Library feed. So Interstitial, Our Hearts Intertwined, uh, basically takes the concept of kingdom hearts, of crossing worlds and friendship, and basically throws them into a role-playing game where you can play literally any crossover you want. It's great. I would highly recommend checking out the Kickstarter. You can go on Kickstarter and look up Interstitial Our Hearts Intertwined, or check in the episode description where I will have uh, links to everything. And I think that's about it. Um, I hope you're ready for this episode that was supposed to be a really fun time for Matt and Travis, but then ended up being this. So I hope you enjoy it. Now you may hit play on that video. I, I allow you to. All right. I, I'm uh... happy for the permission. All right. So this is some music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very, very pink background. Uh... What the actual hell, Joe? <laughs> what the fuck am I watching? Yay. What the... It, I don't even. Why? It's like a, it's like a six, late '60s, early '70s color palette, but then there's like a lot of tree porn going on. Yeah, uh, listen, this is just Batman villain set to a really wicked song. Yup. <laughs> Wait, now Speed Racers are oh, yep, yep, Speed Racers there. That was or was that Racer X? Fuck, I don't know. Oh, shiny nipple. <laughs> What the what and the hell, bullshit. Joe? And bullshit. <laughs> I'm back, baby. I'm angry at an anime again. <sighs> okay. Back right on our bullshit. We're gonna burn this sucker to the ground. a special episode of WTF Anime, the show that, along with two friends, we are going to give you a golden experience. I'm as ever your host, Joe, and joining me is Travis. Hey guys, back once again. A little bit different episode this time, but uh, we'll see how this goes. I'm very excited for how much of a train wreck this is going to be. So bad, but, you know, if we're going to mess something up this bad, we need to bring on a good, good friend, right? Yes? No? Yes. yes. Okay, there we go. There's the prompt I'm looking for. Thank you, Joe. And who do... Hello, Matt. Yeah, hey, Matt. <laughs> when you said a golden experience, I just have this nagging suspicion that it's going to just be pee. You felt that too? Like, I... Um... Joe, you, you, were, you were channeling 
uh, like shower. I wanted the next word to be shower almost. Like I was expecting it. Yeah. It didn't happen. I can neither confirm nor deny that the main character drinks pee during the course of this. Uh, Son of a whore. During the course <laughs> of this manga. <laughs> okay, so I think we should give Matt an X card, uh, like when you're at a convention, and anytime something comes up where he just doesn't want to deal with it, he can just hold it up and be like, fuck you. Nope, I'm done. I really feel like if if through this entire episode, Joe keeps telling me factual things about what we're doing today, I'm gonna throw things at the wall. That is probably accurate. I might join you, but uh, to that point, Joe, why don't you break down for the good folks, uh, what are we doing today exactly? So this is not a new idea. This is not something that I have come up with as the genius brain that I am. I'm mostly stealing it from Nevermind the Pods when uh, James and Johnny talked about what happens in the Thrawn trilogy. Since it's getting an anime in October, and I love it so much. Wait, wait, the Thrawn trilogy is? I'm... Hold on, you lied to me. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, you uh, you saw through my ruse, Matt. We're actually just talking about Thrawn today. Listen, <laughs> I am a straight man, but blue babe, dude. <laughs> I'm into it. Yeah. So the plan for today is uh, JoJo's Part 5, Golden Wind, is getting an anime in October. And since it's one of the parts that I didn't get to talk about on Fifth Draw, I thought, wouldn't it be great if Travis and Matt told me what happened in JoJo's Part 5 with some prompts? To translate that, this is going to be a train wreck because we're going to steer this off of the Back to the Future 3 cliff. Oh, I'm swerving towards the trees. Yeah, real hard. It's... We are going to fuck your shit. I've never been more excited to have something I love be torn down. Uh, torn down, <laughs> burned, the ashes reconstituted into just a lewd statue of Triple X chopping his crotch, really. <laughs> I'm going to salt the earth. <laughs> it's going to be great. So, uh, yeah. Uh, with, that, with that said, I, I guess, uh, Joe, uh, lead us through this fever dream uh, that is going to be. Sure. Uh, so the way this is going to work is, at most, the information I'm going to give them is pictures of the of the main characters, their stands, maybe their abilities. I'm not quite decided on that because I think it'd be fun if you guys can guess what stands do. Okay, cool. Um, that, can, yeah. can I throw down some some rules? Uh, Joe, you're not allowed to describe any of the pictures that you give us. Matt and yep. I will throw out our descriptions, we'll collaborate together to try to paint a word picture for the people listening, and uh, after that we can make up bananas things. I dig that. I like that. Alright, cool. God, this is gonna be a disaster and I'm so excited. Genesis <laughs> <laughs> Pop 5 takes place in Italy in 2001, and our main character is... Okay, here's something I want to get out of the way. I'm gonna do terrible Italian accents just so I can pronounce these names. So our main character is Giorno Giovanna, and a picture is occurring right now. The fuck is this? Uh, yeah, um, his head kind of looks like, like, his hair looks like a flower arrangement, but blonde. Uh, it would be, Yeah, if, uh, if the flower arrangement was made almost entirely out of golden seaweed, yeah, I think yeah. he's got, like, his bangs are like three corkscrews? Yeah, that's that's accurate, and uh, he's definitely wearing what looks like some light bondage gear. Uh, with with a Power Girl boob window. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's almost 
it, almost a hint where nipples could be coming out, but they're not. They're they're hidden in a little heart shaped kind of cutout. Uh, he's he's got some some ladybugs, pink and black ladybugs on him. Sure, are those jeweled? They look they look like jewelry, sort of. Or are maybe those actual ladybugs. I maybe that's his stand. That seems fine, right? Sure. Uh, it, his his stand power is ladybugs appear on the zippers for his bondage gear. I, I I have a question though. This guy does this guy have boobs or does he just have insane pecs? So for part five, Araki figured out that you can draw humans that aren't just like blocks of tires. So they're very very good pecs. Basically, everyone I'm gonna show you in the like main squad of JoJo's part five are twigs, which is fucking fantastic when we get to some of the fights. Okay, all right. <laughs> I, I'm very, I'm very excited for the artist that he figured out that people aren't made like stacks of tires. That's uh that's an exciting mm-hmm. uh, revelation. Yeah, brave new world here. Right. Uh, it gave us this gentleman, and I don't know that that's a good thing. <laughs> also, is there a little bit of his hair that's just kind of hanging out over his shoulder, but not actually connected to his head? This is... He has, like, a braided ponytail in the back of all Okay, okay. it just looks like an unattached piece of hair that's floating, which could be a stand power. I don't know. Yeah, this this guy has an Anakin Jedi Apprentice uh, rat tail. I'm, I'm on board. <laughs> yup. He just <laughs> yeah, became he's... the trashiest human being on Earth, and I love it. He, he's the twinkiest Padawan. Yeah. So, this guy is 15 years old. I don't believe you. And it got gross. Uh-huh. It got way more gross. Cool. I was about <laughs> to make a spank me master joke, and I'm really glad I didn't now. <laughs> I'm glad I nipped that in the bud real quick. Don't, Matt. It's a trap. <laughs> yeah. It's a pretty damn big one in this case. This guy has a really famous father. Uh, both of you guys at least are passingly aware of Dio. The villain who might have been a vampire and came back from another reality? Was definitely a vampire and came back like four times, <laughs> if I remember correctly. Is this after the the whole, like, they went back in time and started the world over thing? No, no, this is before Okay, that. well, we'll see if it's before it or not. I, I could see some familial resemblance with the uh, with the blonde hair, uh, if, I, if I remember that character correctly. So is he also a vampire? No. So when he was sired, I guess, uh, Dio was in control of uh, Jonathan Joestar's body. So he's not all vampire. Uh, is, is the implication, am I hearing that right? Like he was possessing somebody else and, and got his bone on and they had a kid? Yeah, so it, the end of part that's, one. That's real uh, gross. Dio, Dio chops Jonathan's head off and just like lives on his body. Are you sure? (laughs) Yeah, pretty sure. Huh. You know, I'm a little fuzzy on when you explained things to me. That doesn't sound like anything you mentioned. I think he skipped that detail. It seemed like a big detail. (laughs) I know we didn't talk about part one. I could have sworn you told me about part one, about like the vampires that didn't have stands. They had like sun blood magic that they punched around. Yeah, we we did a recap where Dio stole Jonathan's body, but... That's fine that you don't remember. Okay. It it could it could be part of the trauma that you bla- blacked out. <laughs> uh, we did we did talk about a trans American race to reconstitute Jesus. You so. did. That was definitely a thing that happened. I listened to the show. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anything to note on uh, on Giorno, or should we get on to his stand? Let's get on to his stand. I think. Yeah, I think I think we're done with this picture here. So let- let's move on. The fuck is that? Wait. Um, you told me this child was 15 years old, right? 
Yes. Why is he fucking the gold boy? Because he can. For for everybody at home, uh, what we're looking at right now, like if Groot and C three PO uh had kind of a a kid and he May- grew yeah. up, uh, that's kind of what we're looking at. And As drawn by Toriyama, apparently, Jesus. <laughs> right, and there there is definitely a very intimate act about to go on. It looks like here. Uh, <laughs> so our our boy uh, Geo. Uh, has his arms around him, is blushing, the gold man is bent forward, and yeah, they're banging is really exactly what's going on. I don't feel like he's setting up for a suplex. I, no. I don't feel like that's what that is. That's a bad grip if that's for a suplex. <laughs> There's some different kinds of leverage happening. Anyway, this golden boy has like silver wings on his shoulders. He's got green ladybugs this time um, that are just kind of everywhere, and it looks like he has conveniently placed grip stirrups kind of around his waist and crotch sure sure like you do (laughs) i mean based on how intimate they're being i would assume that is for additional leverage um i'm very uncomfortable by all of this joe thank you thank you thank you for this delightful treat might have chosen this picture for oh really no (laughs) there's only one problem with your statement joe and you said may implying that you might not have no, see, we've mm-hmm. both podcasted with you before in several environments. We True. know you're a cruel taskmaster. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the detail that he has this great, nicely ornate designed helmet, uh, Toriyama ears, and is clearly crying from whatever Geo is doing to him. <laughs> I know I'm not supposed to, like, describe anything, but I love his little crop top. Yeah, uh, Groot 3PO is not happy right now it does not look like at all the the crop top is what led me to think about toriyama in the first place because that looks like some of his designs it you know even in the background uh geo's not looking like he's having a ton of fun either this is all business <laughs> this is uh, all business yeah man that's his that's his fighting stuff that's not a fighting stance joe <laughs> or if it is they're doing something wrong <laughs> So I don't, I don't think I mentioned the name, but this is Gold Experience, named after the Prince album. No, it's not. I don't. <laughs> it it is. Really is. What do you guys think his power is? Um. Uh, cod gold. pieces. Uh, because <laughs> he's rocking a pretty significant cod piece there. So we got yeah, that. That's a bulgy cod piece. Actually, with those suspenders and the cod piece, you know what it makes me think of is a Clockwork Orange. okay he's got some like gear details so maybe he controls time as well that's something people do one guy punched through time Mm -hmm. there's so many stand abilities where things that you shouldn't physically be able to punch it lets you punch that i i think i think because there's details that make it look kind of like wings on his shoulder travis i wonder if maybe they fuck it through flight maybe you mean like uh the ambiguously gay duo kind of setup Kind of, yeah. From, like, SNL? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I And, like, it's it. not it's not good flight. It's definitely, like, Douglas Adams' Hitchhiker's Guide, like, throw yourself at the ground and miss kind of flight. Oh, it's going to be jerky for sure. I mean. <laughs> hey. Yeah. I, I got nothing, Joe. T- tell us, Joe, what is the actual power that we're supposed to interpret from this photo? Okay, so you're not supposed to be able to interpret his power from the photo or the name or the look. Well, then That's it how JoJo's doesn't work. make any sense at all, Joe. What's he do? What's what's Bugman Toriyama do? 
God Experience's power is to create life. He can turn inanimate objects into organic objects. Any damage that is done to that organic object is reflected back onto the person who did the damage. Okay, so it's like one part voodoo doll, one part enabling Geo to uh, bang his furniture? Sure. Joe, that's a weird power and I don't like it. It's great. Something that Araki realized after writing part three is that he needed healers in his stories. So uh, we had Crazy Diamond in part four, and this is kind of the, the healer of part five. So at least in one part, he turns bullets into vital organs. That sounds real gross. Apparently it hurts like hell. <laughs> I don't even comprehend how that would help. <laughs> don't, don't try, Matt. Matt, you're, you're looking... I used to have a buddy who was a physics major specializing in quantum physics. The look on your face right now is the look he used to have coming out of finals when it was like a three-day final where you had three questions and you just had to answer the proofs. Yeah, that, that tracks. All right, um, let's move on before my brain melts because I'm sure you have more stuff to torture us with, Joe. Oh, I do. All right, number two. So let's get back to our sweet boy. I mean... His dream is to become a gangster. No, it's not. He would die immediately. First day out, running numbers, someone's killing this guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's not going to survive getting jumped in. <laughs> so let's get into the Passione, which is the gang that Giorno joins. First up, we have Guido Mister. No. Son of a whore. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> okay, so this waterbender motherfucker right here has a, uh, not a shower cap, it's that thing you use to like, that uh, hairstylist used to like pull some hair out to do like frosted tips on hair. Uh, it's one of those shower caps. It's got, I'm sorry, not airbender or waterbender. It's got an airbender arrow on it. And he's wearing what I think is just a blue and white fishnet crop top sweater over his bulgy muscles, holding a very tiny gun that I think he pulled out of a tool belt on his pants that are about to fall to the ground. That's true. I mean, they're, they're, they're hugging the hips and they're strain, straining there. That belt, that belt's doing a lot of work right now. <laughs> uh, apparently, he also has a sailboat based on this picture. <laughs> Which uh, or, fits, because he looks like a net. I mean, honestly, this this seems like... Okay, what if you really wanted to make Aquaman into, like, rough gay sex? Yeah, what no, would, that would be this. What would, what would his outfit look like? And, like, he's just missing where it can pull all the way down on his cap and turn into a full, like, uh, gimp mask. I feel like maybe those flaps, because the bottom seems loose, maybe those can pull up and join that arrow. Oh, yeah, 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 I could see that. <laughs> and, like, the whole thing kind of shifts down, so the arrow covers his nose and mouth. He pulls the flaps up, so all he has is his eye holes. Perfect. You've been gimped. Yeah, this is, this is auto-gimp. Guido auto-gimp, <laughs> right here. Oh no no no! Just let's let's rename him Otto Gimp. O T T O Gimp. Otto yeah, Gimp. no, that that's is his new name. name. It's Otto Gimp. Yeah. Hello, my name is Otto Gimp. Yeah, mm -hmm, he talks perfect. just like that too. Uh, what's his magic bullshit? Also, next time you role play Joe, that is the character you have to play. You have to play Otto Gimp. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> oh, especially because I know what next you're going to role play in. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. So. His stand is sex pistols. No, no, it's not. No, it's fucking not. God damn it, Joe. What the? What the? Okay. Uh, these are, I mean, there's six of them on the screen, but presumably there's at least seven of them. Nope, there are six. 
Joe. Six, sex, huh? Yeah. Joe. They are misnumbered for that to be true. Yeah, the, the, we're missing a four. Guido believes the uh, number uh, uh, four. Uh, uh, uh. Joe. Otto Gimp. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Otto Gimp believes the number four is unlucky. Can can we can we give Joe a title too if we're gonna play into this whole thing like Burgermeister Gimp? <laughs> I mean Otto Gimp the Guido Meister, maybe. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Done. <laughs> so I it's very hard for me to just not try to interpret these literally, because literally what they look like is bullet tips that are um animated. That are fire demons. Maybe, like yeah, if you animated, uh, it makes me think of like Warner Brothers when they used to animate the flame coming from a candle and it would come to life and walk around. Yeah, it's just a better drawn version of that, and also slightly less terrifying. Yeah, I could see that. Um, they got some weird compound eyes going on that I'm not a fan of. <laughs> sure, sure, and they're all trying to touch this bullet in the picture. I don't know, like, is it? Last person who uh, takes her hand off wins kind of competition, maybe? Because right now it's between seven and two. Yep. They also also have, like, one leg down and one leg up in a really painful-looking split. Yeah, it's a weird ballet pose, almost? Yeah, they've got, like, creepy uh, Stillskin kind of shoes on. And, like, these look like some demon-ass motherfuckers, and apparently they are all the size of a bullet. They're the the weirdest ballet imps that you ever done seen. Of all of the pictures, this one describes their power the best. That's disheartening. Uh, hold on, hold on. Uh, actual guess, they can bend bullets. We have a winner. Okay, okay. They kick around bullets to, like, change trajectory and speed. Huh. They, They overcomplicated wanted. Yep. Got it. Okay, okay, all right. I, I, I actually kind of dig that as a power. These guys are living nightmares, but I dig that as a power. <laughs> That's also the most appropriately named of the stands so far. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. We're going to break that next, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I'm positive. That's not going to. I'm trying to remember what order I put these in, but maybe. All right. So take us on from the Imp Dancers. So next we have Abaccio Leon. Is this a dude? That was yes. That was also that my question, question will come up later. Is this Sephiroth? Because it sure is hard to say. It very much looks like a Sephiroth, but if Sephiroth maybe came down with a case of scurvy, because the drawing style here, the Sephiroth, Sephiroth's so thin, he looks like he's been at sea for a real long time, a little weathered. Also, definitely dressed like a pirate. Um, Mm-hmm. With a deep V that is so deep, I don't think it's actually a deep V. It's just a jacket that is stitched together a little bit. Oh, 100%. That is a that is not a shirt. That is a, a uh, blouse that's laced in the front. Except the lace isn't doing his job. So, Cepha Pirate here looks like he was enjoying a very nice uh, espresso uh, with... With Otto Gimp in the background. Uh, that's true, but I mean, from the pose, it looks like in the cappuccino was some heavy sedative because... Uh... Yeah, this is a dozy motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> the The outfit that he's wearing is like a high, fancy, like Victorian jacket, all blacks and golds. I can't tell if that's like a weighted corner of the jacket or if that's a scabbard. I don't know either, but he's definitely still wearing buckled shoes, so we're, we're still... 
leaning hard into the pirate motif. I'm really sad that I can see two feet because I want one of them to be a peg leg so bad right now. <laughs> if if this uh, this idiot's head in front of us had been a back a little ways, we could have made that chair leg a peg leg and we life would have been so mm-hmm. much better. Right. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to get a Sharpie and just draw on, the, on my computer screen right now. Give him an eye patch too. It's going to be perfect. Arr. <laughs> yeah uh he's definitely got the the gothy makeup on his face going on unless he just unless someone just pranked him real good with like some squid ink coffee uh but this is 100 percent a sephiroth pirate is what yeah. this is uh what's his magic bullshit before we go into that one guess what was his job before joining the mafia uh hunting down blonde zach uh smuggling he was a smuggler because uh piracy's much harder smuggling's easier no that's that's probably accurate he was a policeman no he wasn't that's a damn lie joe so his stand no no he was a policeman during the age of sale he was like the 21 jump street (laughs) of the age of sale so he was just a privateer he no he was trying to break into the pirate gangs and take him out from the inside i can i can deal with that oh 21 jump street pirate edition is fine so he has a purple robot is what you're telling me Mm -hmm. who can just say click a whole lot I, I have questions less about this image and more about what the actual hell is happening in the background. Right. It looks like we've got an old, uh, maybe Italian villa that's that's crumbling. The, the ruins of an old Italian villa? villa? My only talk. guess is that the orbital strike that's clearly coming down on it is about to just wreck everyone's day. Also, why is the robot split down the middle and almost looks like he has anatomy? Because JoJo's? I mean, fair, but that's not really a good answer. Uh, I think the real answer is this is a gimp-suited robot. Isn't that right, Otto? Otto would know. Did, did, does Otto enjoy some, some private times with Cepha Pirates stand here? You know, his stand is very submissive. So what we've got is a silver and purple, or maybe even lilac, robot. Um, silver legs that go up more or less to a pair of superhero boxer underwears that kind of lean into like a plastic pleather leather unitard that is split from more or less his dong all the way up to his throat yep yep uh it's the ripper gimp suit uh it looks like this dude just like got really really mad and flexed hard and just the middle of this ripped right open it could be uh there's also some knee pads which either have suction cups or spikes on them uh like studs i can't tell which he's got some weird flailing arms going on that have like very robot joints on them uh except i don't think he has elbows oh and we forgot uh he's, he's got some kind of uh glowing uh that this is where the lilac comes in like some glowing lilac head power going on right now yeah it looks like a, a telekinesis or telepathy kind of effect uh which is probably good because it looks like all he can say is click 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 Judged on all the information that I have about this character, that is correct. Yeah, so this is a telekinesis robot who just gets dominated every day. So this is Moody Blues, and his ability is to basically recreate what happened in the past in areas. So it's basically kind of like a surveillance robot. So almost like a uh, a psychometry kind of thing. Yeah. No, that's... Okay, that's a cool power. Um... It makes sense for him being a policeman. I mean, nothing about his character design does, but... And nothing about the stand's character design suggests that at all. Um, Also, Moody Blues, worst name so far. Mm, Yep, I'm gonna bet. 
Hard agree. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to back that up. That is a 100% WTF unanimous vote. Worst name so far. Ready for the next guy? Yeah, Bring I it. suppose so. So this is Panacotta Fugo. That's a really interesting retake on the Riddler. Yeah, that's that's a 100% a Riddler, except instead of question marks, apparently he has just, like, ellipses or periods, because... No, that's cut out. He's rebelled against the question mark by cutting them all from his suit. Oh, so he has run out of questions. Uh, and plus he's wearing a very bad tie under his shirt that might be connected right to his boxers. Well, see, the the tie, I think, in this case, is just supposed to point you towards his dong. I, I think mean, that is, that is that's the character what it design does. thing here, right? Yeah. Everything like, kind of leads to the dong. Yeah, I know you're looking at the face, but follow the tie. That's where the money is. And your eyes naturally will follow all of these holes that he chopped in his uniform right to the dong that's completely intact. Also, he's wearing ballet slippers from what it appears. He is doing that. Um, his his jacket, let, let's let's be clear about this. He's wearing lime green. His pants are uh, skin tight everyday uh, dockers that are lime green that have a series of holes cut out in them. So perfectly round holes. So you can see all of his ripply muscles that this guy learned how to draw. Uh, his shirt, I don't know what it was. But now, I think it's like a crop top cloak jacket. The arms also have circles cut out, but there's a big reverse V that goes from the tails all the way up to right between his pecs. Right. It's almost what you would call like an empire cut on a dress where it gathers at the the chest and then flows out, except there's no midsection to this. Yeah, there's no fabric. It's just open. So you can you would be able to see all of his abs, except there is the dumbest gross tie on it. No, no, that's the dong point tie. We already established that. I mean, it's still a dumb and gross tie. That's yeah. not a good color pattern. And the hair. OK, have you ever seen somebody that just hasn't has long hair and hasn't bothered to wash it in a few days and they don't have dreads, but where it just starts to separate into huge strands? That is 100 percent his hairstyle right now. I'm going to guess that this boy is like a sophomore in high school and is just really mad about nothing for old blonde white boy. Like, just absolutely furious about nothing at all. Oh, mom and dad, (laughs) I'm going to show you. (laughs) How dare you let me have completely bespoke clothing (laughs) that accentuates my pecs and my washboard abs. The thing that sucks about this picture is... I really wanted to show you the best, like, palette for him, but it didn't show off his Swiss cheese-ness. Usually he wears pinks and has white hair, and the tie is less awful. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. He has more than one of these suits? Yeah. What a fucking, I hate him. What a (laughs) goddamn drama queen. Oh, man. I'm just picturing his closet. (laughs) Butler, I got a new suit. Cut holes in it for me. Very good, sir. Oh, god damn it. Okay. <laughs> Joe, I know this kind of breaks the reality of what we're doing here. I have to know what this b- piece of shit's deal is. If you're asking for a reason why he wears what he wears, you're not going to get No, I it. didn't assume that was going to happen. It's conflicting. I really like him as a character, but Araki made very bad decisions with his stand, so he might have gotten written out of the story. Well, maybe maybe uh, we should just flip back over and talk about his uh, bad stand. So this is Purple Haze. Um, 
That is a Twink Jester Terminator, is what that is. Yeah, but he's doing a zombie pose. That is that is 100, like a uh, percent, like a uh, bent over zombie lope kind of walk start of a pose. Yeah, for sure is. Uh, I can't tell if maybe it's just bad artwork or is he drooling? Yes. Okay. Can I can I guess a name? Can I guess a name? I already told you it, but oh, go ahead. You? Well, if you didn't hear, go right ahead. Oh, okay. Or wait, was this uh, Black Sabbath? No. I was going to guess Iron Maiden, just because, yeah, apparently I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Iron Maiden would be better. Yeah, this is uh, Purple Haze. Oh, that's right. You did say that. The Jimi Hendrix song. Uh, he definitely has the uh, kind of the jester diamonds up his legs in purple, and the offset is kind of a silver gray, except his knee pads, elbow pads, shoulder bubbles, and random bulbous bits on his gloves are blue and he's wearing golden yellow tap shoes he also has like a silver loincloth that covers the wrong side (laughs) all right so uh i'm just gonna i don't know if everybody here is familiar with gw terms or not but uh this looks like if you you tasked grandfather nurgle with like hey make me a tin man from the wizard of oz I'm so glad you said Nurgle. That's a very good hint to what his power is. Uh, this is also definitely a just twinked up Tin Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. A twinked up drooling Tin Man. Just like I like him. You know, if you're going to have a Tin Man, I don't know why you wouldn't want a monstrosity. Because that's what this is. It's going to haunt some dreams. Uh, so what's his powers? What's going on here? What do you think his power is? Why was he written out of the story? I think he tap dances, and every time his foot lands, it changes one color of something in the world. <laughs> That'd be very hard to, like, denote in a black and white manga. That would be a little rough. No one said this had to make sense, Joe. In fact, you've told me they don't. Yeah. Categorically. You mentioned Nurgle, which is the, the god of rotten... Or, well, I mentioned Nurgle, and you said it was a very good... Uh, thing that I said it so it, it's it's something to do with rotten disease then okay so you see the little balls on his hands yeah those are very dumb uh-huh when he punches those break and release a virulent toxin that kills anyone in 60 seconds by rotting all of their flesh away wow that's <laughs> insanely powerful <laughs> all right then I mean does that work on vampires too I, I, I'm curious about how this works now. <laughs> Probably. All right. Wow. So how does this interact with Geo's Stan thing? Very interesting. Cause oh, I can answer that uh, just from, from hints. Uh, they just they just bang a bunch. Like a bunch. I mean, probably, yeah. Which one's, which one's the top? <laughs> Variety is the spice of life, Matt. <laughs> you got to mix it up. This is art. Fair. Fugo has a different, like, official pairing, so... I can't come oh, okay. Is it... Oh, please tell me it's Autogimp. <laughs> no. Damn it. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get to them. Fantastic. Um, Jeez, that's an intense power. I can understand why you was written out. Um, That's what you call not knowing what you're doing with your story. <laughs> At any time, have you ever solidly gotten the feeling that he has known what is going on with JoJo's? It's all random. He just wakes up in the morning, pops some anaf- uh, amphetamine, and goes, All right, we're going to write. We're just going to write until I pass out. And that's a JoJo's. It's not the worst way to write a story until this happens. Uh, wow. 
I'm out of things to say about this monstrosity. Next, please. So I have no idea how to pronounce this name. Well, I know the first one. So this is Narantia Girga? I have no idea. So this is Surge from Chrono Cross. Kind of, sort of, yeah. Almost to a T. He's got the headscarf. He's got the weird face. He's got the weird uh, Toriyama hair. Um, He's a little bit more twink dressed than Surge ever was. What I'm coming to learn is that in 2001 Italy, where this takes place, everybody's footwear is like wildly out of date for what you would think would be 2001 because them some fancy Victorian boots. Yeah, they absolutely are. He's even got like the weird Victorian sock ruffles underneath his skin tight purple jeans. Uh, he has a brown belt that absolutely does not match his black and or purple shoes um, that he has on top of what's either supposed to be a kilt or a 90s style sweater tied around his waist. Oh, that's 100%. He, he went for the 90s grunge look where you got the flannel around the waist. And instead of actually just putting a flannel around his waist, he just went to like a Joann's and bought the fabric and just like, good enough, and then slapped a belt over top. I need something busy. To tie around my waist. Do that for me. I need something to introduce the orange so that my headscarf and armbands will make sense. Kind of, sort of, but not really because the the armbands and the headband are slightly off the color of, of his waist wrap. No, that's true. Just enough to, or to now be distracting to me. Also, uh, <laughs> does he have a collar attached bustier? I think that's part of the shirt because if you look, that shirt's got a gap in it where it looks like it's a tank top, but I think it's it just comes up to a collar that attaches to the shirt. Joe, is this man wearing a corset? Maybe. That might actually be key to his design. Yeah. Okay, so I might have shown this to other people, and they have said, is that a lady? Well, we already used that for the for another person. I didn't want to ask the same question yeah. twice. With, with JoJo's, a lot of the time, you can never assume gender. Gender. <laughs> Yeah, seems accurate. I mean, you shouldn't anyways, kids. Ask questions. Um, That's right. The thing about Narancia is he was specifically drawn to be more effeminate for a reason we'll get onto when we talk about his stand. Yeah, I can see that. Like, from his pose and everything, he's definitely got more of that feel than the others so far. That said, it looks like he's kicking back, but also trying to cast a magic spell the way that he is posed right now with, <laughs> with the weird hand thing that he's doing. Twink wizard. Yeah, he's definitely channeling a little bit of that uh, Doctor Strange hand magic going on, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, there, there is going to be a fabulous fireball here in just a moment. It's going to be multicolored and it's going to explode in sparkles. I love it. <laughs> also, and this might just be like shading detail that's not super well done, but it looks like he just like hip checked or shoulder checked something covered in soot. <laughs> yeah. So, so the the image that the guys are actually looking at is not from the manga; it's from the uh, PS3 fighting game. So that's why it looks a bit weird. Okay, it's a little cell shaded I can see that now, yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> it's bad. It's a bad look, Joe. Uh, what's his stand? Well, I can tell you what you're not gonna like. Oh, God. It's what's... That's his stand. No! That's a jet plane transformer, Joseph! <laughs> it really is, but what's weird is it's 
anachronistically designed because it's got nose art. It is it is a mishmash of every single thing that's ever been called an airplane. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, also, is that a canopy or an orca whale coming out of the top of it? Yes. There's a canopy with a little man inside. It comes with a little man. Yep. This is Aerosmith. I hate you so much. Because dude looks like a lady. Ha ha ha. Narancha looks vaguely female. Is that really the only... You've told me everything I need to know about Mm -hmm. this, and I hate it, and I just... Fuck this thing. Fuck you, poorly designed. What tell is its power, though? It shoots things from the sky while the owner fucks the little man, presumably. Or gets fucked by the little man. Half correct. I'm very (laughs) mad that any of that was right. (laughs) Yup. It has the abilities of being a plane. So it can fly. Okay. Um, I really hate when they try to introduce superpowers, and it's just something that we have already figured out in the mundane. It's like, my superpower is I have a jet. Other people can have a jet, too. It's it's not really super. I mean, maybe the superpower is this ungodly amalgamation of things actually can get lift. Because I'm pretty sure physics says <laughs> no to that. Oh, everything in this design right now says, fuck you, Bernoulli principle. No lift. It's got, like, one missile on its underbelly and then, like, two of those things that are usually, like, fuel pods under the wings. But I think in this case are meant to be bombs. Or dongs. It has a prop. Yeah. It's a, it, it's a jet that has a, 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 a nose prop. Which The back of it is very clearly a jet. Like, rocket-powered jet. But the front has a golden-purple propeller. Okay, so have you ever made paper airplanes in class and you just wanted to play around so you, you, you like, rip things and redesign the wings? This looks like any one of those things that you made that 100% took a nosedive as soon as you threw it. I was about to say, yeah, my memory of doing exactly that, because I'm pretty sure that's like a universal experience uh, for Western kids, um, always resulted in them going two inches and then spiraling down, or if they actually flew, would immediately backflip and hit me in the eye. Yep, see, uh, there's a reason that you and I both do not design planes for a living, because things like that. As it turns out, exploiting loopholes in physics to make giant metal tubes full of sick people fly in the air takes a lot of knowledge and wizardry. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure this asshole doesn't know any of it. Uh, Okay, so, so it flies. It can fly. I don't believe that. That's obviously the superpower. Um, I'm guessing it also has a secondary ability. It shoots and drops bombs. I hate it. I hate I hate it and I want it to <laughs> yeah. not be on my screen anymore. I was I was already done with this like five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> so next. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I just leave this here. No. I will no, hang don't. up this call faster than Jake Mason after a pun. <laughs> I will turn this car around right now. Well, it didn't what? get better. So this is Bruno Bucciaret. Of course it is. Why is he squatting like he's about to take a shit? Posing. Um so this motherfucker is wearing an entire suit made out of mink fur. Uh, uh, maybe snow leopard. <laughs> Might be a snow leopard. Maybe. It could be. I'm sorry. I don't want to assume which animal he murdered for it. Um, he's also wearing as many pointless zippers as a Final Fantasy character. Uh, and in a running theme, uh, again, we've got uh, bare chestedness because there is a triangular patch cut out of the shirt. Yep, yeah, got the boob window, and this time I think he's wearing a bra underneath it. I think that's a tattoo. <laughs> Is it? It, could, or it, it could... looks lacy. 
It could be a negligee. It could just be like the worst tribal art. I mean, I don't want to come down on this guy for this. Like, if that's how he needs to feel pretty and good about himself, great. He lives in his truth. Um, It's just, you know, the combination of the pixie kind of haircut going on combined with that makes me question some things. Oh, see, I was going to describe his haircut as in any time in media you see the the awkward repressed girl at a Catholic school. Yes. That haircut, that is this guy's haircut. He's got berets in it and very bad bangs. Also, is his nose broken because it looks crooked as hell? Does he have a stud under his lower lip or is that bad shading? That's just shading. Uh, he's got so many tassels and I think he's either missing an arm or his arm is down his pants. Some of these lines... I'm actually, I'm actually trying to figure out this pose. I'm pretty sure the hand is in front of him. There's one hand in front of him for sure. Yeah, the other one's definitely in front of him. Is it under the first hand? Yeah. Okay. So, so like he's crab posing at somebody, like trying to flex the pecs? I, I don't know what's going on here. It's not good, whatever it is. Um, this is—is is this the boss guy that jumped our our idiot boy at the beginning in by making him hold a lighter for a day? No, this is the man who jumps on a train and licks his face. Well, I mean, someone had to lick his face, so fair. Um, <laughs> okay, okay. This this person clearly believes that he is the most fabulous human being on earth, and, and what? he's wrong. <laughs> yeah, absolutely wrong. Um, Joe, I'm going to take a stab at something. Does he have aspirations of being the boss? Interesting. What makes you think? Because of his fucking uniform. <laughs> that is styled on royal wear, complete with tassels, that like mink or ermine pattern, and so many goddamn zippers. I really want to answer this. But I also want you to write your own narrative. My Fair. own narrative is this is Siegfried and Roy's shittiest assistant. I love that a lot. Uh, what's his? Please tell me his stand is a tiger. <laughs> it's pretty close. I don't believe you. So this is Sticky Fingers. That's a bad name, Joe. Sticky oh, fingers? like, like oh. the rapper from Onyx, Sticky Fingers. Oh no! Maybe? Oh no! Oh, we got hanging dong jewelry. That is absolutely hanging dong jewelry. It's his zipper patterns. And it's straight up actually got a gimp mask on this time. Like, it's no spiky. Joke. Yeah, like with roads, like thug road spikes on it. Um, plus like lacrosse padding, I think. This is this is like a weird War Boys After Dark episode uh, going on right here. I mean, this dude starts off with, like, metallic blue uh, skin-tight gimp suit that someone, like, stitched padded lacrosse gear onto and then gave him some very shiny boots and then pinned a giant gold thing off of his dong. Yep, yep. Uh, I don't know what's going on here. Uh, and you said this is Sticky Fingers. Yes, uh, named after the Rolling Stones album. Oh, okay. Huh, what does this do? I had to check that because you suddenly brought me another music thing. What yeah, does yeah, this uh, asshole do? He steals stuff. Oh. I mean, he's got to, <laughs> oh, right? Oh, boy. He's got to steal things. Does he Does he steal time? No. Damn it. Are you sure? Because he looks like a guy who would jump back and, like, steal moments from people's lives. Does he steal pants? I think he would have better pants if he stole pants. He sells does the he, pants. <laughs> does he steal virginities? <laughs> <laughs> so 
Sticky Fingers has the ability to create zippers that open up into extra dimensional points. You can't just do that. You can't just fucking around with space, Joe. And yet, here we are. That's a JoJo's, Matt. I, oh, man. Oh. I can see the veins. I can see the veins in your forehead. <laughs> I'm so... Okay. I mean, listen, if that's true, then all he has to do to any and every problem is open a zipper, throw whatever bullshit's happening into it, and zip it closed. Problem solved. Everyone dies. Correct. Wait, no, what? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Matt, Matt. They're not allowed to be smart about this, Joe. Not if they're going to be stupid. I I need you to take a deep cleansing breath for a second, buddy. Or, or or a long chug of whatever. I hope that was booze. That that might have helped. That was unfortunately just water, but I did just throw it on the ground like Thor. Um, man, uh, that's infuriating. And I, okay, here's here's the true thing though. If you got rid of all of these zipper motifs, this is a very cool design. But the zip is a key to the character, like the key to the, the zipper is yeah, the key to the power. But get rid of that, and this is a cool design. See, I don't know. The boots make me think of, like, old-school 70s gym socks, just because there's those stripes of blue at the top of the boot. Yeah. So I I might ditch the boot, too, man. Or at least get rid of the blue stripes so I stop thinking about terrible high socks. <laughs> I'm so glad we got into a fashion corner. This is, I, this is, this is a very solid design. Like, good color palette, uh, good shading, all the proportions look correct. This is a good design. Like, this could almost be, if you replaced all the gold accents with heartless symbols, this could be a Kingdom Hearts villain. <laughs> Although the mask straight up says Voldo from Soul Calibur to me. Well, yeah. Uh, if you gave him some, like, glowing red slits somewhere in there, this could be a really intimidating thing. Yeah, I can see it. All right. What's next, Joe? So next, we have Trish Una. Our first lady. A woman. Oh, I was about to say, is this actually a lady? A woman in JoJo's that doesn't immediately get fridged? Um, I mean, how long does that hold out for? Some amount of time, right? She is basically central to the plot. Wow. So that's how they got her. That's the only reason that he didn't fridge her? Pretty much. Oops, I made her important. It's a great evolution to making a woman very important to the story, and then finally having a woman as your main character, which is what part six is. Rather than just saying, women are worthless because I don't know how to draw them with tires. I'm concerned right away because this person is wearing a skirt covered in math symbols. Uh, yeah, yeah, I will confirm there's an equal, a plus, a division, and yep, we got the X. Um... So that's worrisome. The rest of her outfit, the rest of her outfit is just a strapless bra and a belt that runs up to one boob and then up to her collar. Yeah, yeah, there's there's a heavy bondage motif going on all throughout these character designs. Like I thought that maybe we get a few characters, but no, they they're leaning all the way in. Also, I just I just really want this girl to go eat a sandwich, please, because she looks like bones. Kinda sorta, except if you look at the width of the shoulder versus like it looks like there's something wrong with her back, and it's not the angle, it's just that her back bridges out kinda where her boobs are in a way that doesn't look quite natural to me. It's just like like the bulge at the shoulder blade 
like the shoulder socket is mm-hmm. so much bigger than the entirety of her arms. <laughs> I'm I'm I legitimately believe right now that the only reason we do not see her ribs is because he did not know how to draw that. Yeah. Look, a Rocky's learning. <laughs> He's learning how to draw a woman. I, I, I'm glad. Just maybe don't make them like cringingly skin and bones. So uh also the hair. The hair is is interesting. <laughs> it's just like I'm gonna draw some squiggles and then color them bubblegum pink. Cause lady, it, clearly, yeah. Uh, it's I think tau tas tousled 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 tous tousled. Yeah, that's that's probably the look he was going for, but he applied way too much hairspray to it. Like, what if I got an entire tube of bedhead, uh, spiking glue and. My electric egg beater, and we just see what happens with your hair. I think the worst part is there's like a bunch coming out kind of right in the middle that kind of like flamingos out a little bit. But over it, she has like crafted a a solid shell of hair that like arcs over that space. And it's just upsetting, really. The more I look at it, the more <laughs> upsetting this whole person is. Like... I want her to leave this gang of miscreants who are clearly abusing her and get her like a good sandwich and a good bowl of soup and just take her to Disneyland and let her have a fun day. I wish I I was allowed to tell you why she is with them, but I'm not. So, you know, the more I look at her hair, it's like part the part of the back of her hair is coming forward to attack her face. Is her hair her stand and does it hate her? That is a fucking fantastic question, because Araki has done two other female characters with stands. One of them is fucking hair. The other one is a beauty salon stand. Okay, so he does not quite understand that you don't have to do stereotypes for women and be gross about it. Great. So what's this one? But he did something good with Trish. You want to see her stand? Sure. Her stand's name is Spice Girl. Well, that's certainly not a stereotype. No. Um, hmm. Uh, how to describe it? It's like a robot put an Escher painting on. See, now, I'm thinking of when you're in art school and you're first trying to work with sculpture, but you're trying to be a little edgy. That's what, I, that's what I'm getting from this. Yeah, this is, this is, yeah, no, I can see it. It's got, like, a robot head with some robot eyes and, like, Pink robot bulgy details on the top of the head. Um, some edgelord face paint. Uh, unfortunately, where where he did not quite nail the the overly stereotyped feminine form for Trish, he put it all in her stand. <laughs> yeah, but we got that bulge in the shoulder blade type area again. Yeah, you see it? it's yeah. the exact same pose and it's not great. In this case, though, I think that's trying to do the whole, like, look at how big my boobs are if I shove them out, which isn't a great look, um, especially male artists. Please, please stop. Uh, she's got, like, I was about to say she has dangly bits, um, and while that's not <laughs> wrong, that's not a great metaphor to use when describing something visually in an audio medium. Um, you know, you know what I would call, uh, the, the dress? I, I think we'll call it a dress. It looks like a Chun-Li style dress where you've got the long slits up the side. Yeah, kinda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she's got some weird, like, arm gauntlets on and an attempt at spiky shoulder pads. 
Uh, I'm gonna go that whatever she's doing, just because of the gauntlets, there's definitely so, some punching happening with this, for sure. Uh, this would make me the happiest. Does she punch the patriarchy? Because we've punched we've punched abstract concepts before in this show. Not specifically, she punches representations of the patriarchy? So her stand just punches dudes. I mean, they only fight dudes. Okay, fair. Sure. Um... <laughs> What does this particular math nightmare do? Because this robot has a division sign right on her forehead. And plus signs on her shoulders. Yeah. Does she and punch things in half? Yeah. Does she math punch? So Spice Girl's ability is to soften any inanimate object she touches, and then she can revert it back to its normal form, so it kind of does like a whip sort of thing. Joe, that dumb. That real dumb. How that's you? real dumb. How like, that's real dumb. Joe, that real dumb. <laughs> like, that's it. Why, why does she have a math theme, then? Because Trish has a math theme. Why does Trish have a math theme? She like math. <laughs> Fuck this. Fuck it all. Moving on, I guess. Okay, before we go into him, I'm going to stop screen sharing. Okay. Uh, you just showed us someone. Oh, I showed you someone. Okay, so we have our main good guys. Do you guys want to take a stab at what the general story is about before we get into the villain? Well, I mean, they're an Italian mafia, right? So there are two possible stories. Either they do nothing and sit at a cafe all day drinking espresso and, like, occasionally squaring up against some local toughs, or... Romeo and Juliet? Ooh. <laughs> Ugh. Urgh. Hmm. I really hope it's not that. Because <laughs> please... God, don't let it be that. Or they're engaged in an intense cross-continental street race with a French mafia, a Swiss mafia, and a German mafia. Oh, 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 wait. I want to build on this idea. Instead of a street race, it's around the world in 80 days. It's mafia on hot air balloons just trying to take each other out because that seems dumb enough to be JoJo's. Hell yeah, because then all the balloons are based off of their different their different styles. It laid the groundwork for the stupid trans-American wacky races one where they had to find dead Jesus. In 2001, but that was that was in old westy times, I think, if I remember. After the world was reset. Yeah, after the world reset. Um, okay, are they in this around the world for 80 days race for some sort of, let's see, this is Japan. Um, so for some sort of holy grail. <laughs> I just killed Joe right as he was taking a drink, and I'm so proud of myself because hold I've on, just... On. Oh, wait, this is Japan. The Holy I've Grail. just invoked a Japanese stereotype <laughs> in okay, their animes. They've been hired to... This is Italy, so they've been hired to assassinate the Pope by Jesus. Oh, of course. Of course. Jesus wants the Pope dead. Pope who is just Papa Emeritus. Yeah, it seems right. Um... <laughs> No, they're definitely in a balloon-style round-the-world-in-80-days race against other mafias from other European countries. To win the Jesus Cup, also known as the Holy Grail. Until they have to team up against the American balloon team that comes in to ruin the fun. Did we nail it? I think we nailed it. I think it. we got all the pieces right, and we can just call it done? Chef kiss. <laughs> like, we just made a JoJo's, right? <laughs> we did exactly one JoJo's. If a Rocky is listening... <laughs> JoJo's part nine. 
I mean, eight's amazing, but around the world in 80 days. European mafia fights and balloons. Come on, it's perfect. Look, you're just redoing old stories again, like redo part five, do the mafia again. It's fine. It's totally fine. That's that's fucking delightful. <laughs> Did we give you what you wanted, Jill? <laughs> we'll see once you meet the villain. Okay. Okay. I it, it can't be a Dio, right? We already have a Dio. Who knows? So the villain, the main villain. Is me? Is this guy. No. Uh, this is Vinegar Doppio. Vinegar? God, God damn it, Joe. <laughs> Again, just Japan in general, they're like, uh, we need something that sounds Italian. Vinegar works, right? I don't know uh, if... if Oh, what's the name of the show, Joe, where uh, the, the one kid's name is Jacuzzi because they thought it sounded vaguely oh, Italian. Oh, uh, Bacchano. Yeah, Bacchano. Damn it, Japan. Get better at naming things. Just a little. The internet exists. You could search it up. You can. Let's uh, let's talk about this ass clown here real fast. Um, so he's wearing all purple. He, too, has a boob window. He does, but on a turtleneck sweater, a tight turtleneck sweater, which is... a they make those? I'm sure they make those. They absolutely make those. Except I think this might be a metallic turtleneck sweater. There is definitely some glare coming off. Like, yeah. The boop window is like Eye of Raw shaped, which makes me think that he is a magic wizard man. Especially because he's got some darker skin tones than the rest of these white ass motherfuckers we've looked at. His hair is like, if you wanted to put some details on a ghost type Pokemon, you could just take his entire <laughs> hair and do that. I was going to go with Nick Nolte's mugshot uh, as stylistic inspiration for, for what his hair is doing right now. It's very weird. It looks, it's weird to say hair looks organic, but that's what I'm about to say. Um, oh yeah, it looks like a fungal outgrowth of some sort. Yeah. It's not great. It's not a good look overall because it's very purple and it feels like the wrong shade of purple, except that they made his skin like Trump orange. Uh, his eyes are either orange or red and his pupils are triangles, <laughs> which is freaking me out, man. Um, his eyelash game, though, is strong. Yeah, like no, that's on point. He is definitely channeling some like Dio nose and mouth, though, I feel like. What do you guys think of his little tongue poking out? Uh, considering everything else you've shown us, I assume he's about to just go down on someone hard. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what the the whole facial expression is supposed to be saying. Right, like people don't look at anybody like that. No, no, they don't. Um, it's not great. Is he about to? Is he about to eat somebody? Like, I know Matt made the, the go down on somebody joke, but no, I mean, like, literally just eat another human being. Cause that feels right. Yeah, doesn't it? This, yeah, this this is your JoJo's. You can decide that he's Hannibal Lecter. No, uh, it's not no, Hannibal Lecter. No, he's not. Hannibal Lecter's a cool bad guy. This, this guy, guy just, this guy just, like, eats people with a straw. Like, stole cells whole gimmick. Um, his, his, uh... Power is he his stand injects them with like spider like venom that liquefies them and then he drinks them with a straw. Yeah. Uh can can we go ahead and see the stand? Because I'm very concerned. <laughs> well, before we see his stand. Oh no. We need to look at what happens when he takes his sweat. No, we don't. We really don't at I all. I don't think we got a choice on this one, man. Wait, what? <sighs> what that's not the same person, Joe. The hair It is the same person. The no. color changes. 
Look, he just has multiple personalities. That was Doppio. This is Diavolo. For a second, I thought it was tattoos, but no, it's just the gothiest, like, knit shirt, I think? With what, tattoo sleeves, maybe? With, yeah, with some tattoo sleeves, but there's definitely a gothy knit shirt that's connected to his belt. His belt or his underwear, or given this show, probably right to his dong. Uh, His hair went from purple to uh, upsetting red. I, I might even call that a pink, and it got longer. It did, and it got, like, stiffer. Like, it looks like it's just one sheet of hair that just kind of, like, wiggles. Ugh. No part of this is good. This looks like the Joker on just the worst kind of drugs. Like, the drugs that would make the Joker sane and mad about it. <laughs> but isn't, isn't the Joker just the epitome of true sanity? No. No. Just because he knows he's in a comic book does not make him sane. <laughs> See, now, I would go a different route. You know, what this reminds me of is a lot of the early bad White Wolf artwork where they were trying to show somebody dark and edgy. That is absolutely a Malkavian. <laughs> that is one entire unit of Malkavian. <laughs> I nailed it. I did it. Um, so I'm I'm assuming on the right side of his body in this image uh, that that is a leg that's just bent at a really bad angle and not his entire package. Yeah, I think I think that's a, a that's a leg and it looks palsied. Uh, it looks shriveled and weird. Um, also, he's got this weird like belt tatter coming off his butt here that I'm a little concerned about. I think that's just a tail on his his weave shirt. Someone needs to tell this son of a bitch that that is not acceptable clothing for a human. I don't like him. I don't like him. He's not good. No. This whole thing... Is bad. You're right. This is the boss of the mafia that Giorno and his pals belong Wait, wait, you said he was the bad guy. Yep, I did. So it's a overthrow the mob, uh, mob boss that's clearly a douchebag uh, story. Yeah, I'm very disappointed in just this whole situation right now. Uh, So what is this son of a bitch's stand, and why does he have one? Okay, this has been the subject of debate for eons. Well, we're going to fix it today. How the fuck does King Crimson work? It looks like he's designed out of just random lumps of clay that have been lashed together. I mean, this is a kit bash, right? This is a bunch of different, like... Uh, human figure <laughs> models that were just super glued together because there's definitely two heads on this son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what? It looks like you put way too much modeling glue on the plastic model. Yeah, and, uh, uh, and it's kind of got a little melty. Yeah, a little bit. Like this is just bad. <laughs> there's there's nothing redeeming about this. This is just very bad design. And does he have lobster claw hands? It looked from that hand in the no, back. No, he has he has regular man hands. I okay. mean, based on the rest of this, I don't believe you. <laughs> and he's definitely wearing fishnet stockings. Actually, no, he's wearing fishnet all over the damn place. Yeah, it's it's either fishnet or he has very very properly angled veins, and I don't like that any better. I think I like that worse. <laughs> Oh, here's a delightful picture of his dumb fucking face. Oh, uh, Joe, I hate everything. Everything is bad here. <laughs> uh, oh, this picture God. of someone threatening my main man, uh, Otto Gimp, is not pleasing me <laughs> one little bit. The original face almost looks like if you took the skin off of a person 
and just left the smooth muscle underneath. Uh, it, it almost makes me think of uh, the one character from the first Hellboy movie uh, when he removed his, his gimp mask. Yeah, it's not good. There's there's some attempt at some Lord Zed that's just gone very wrong here. Yeah, you could do that. Maybe a Ben 10 alien? Uh, yeah. Possibly? Nope. No part of this is good. Uh, Joe, I have a question for you. Uh-huh. Which face is the real face? So... Doppio has a stand that is the smaller face. Diavolo has a stand that is the rest of it. Joe, I hate this show. Gross. With every fiber of my being, I hate this show. I haven't even explained what he does I don't think you need to. I'm already mad at it. What do you guys think this man does? Holds down the victims. That pose didn't help. Oh, that one. Nope, that doesn't help any better. Mm-mm, no, nope. This is uh. Oh my god. <laughs> Aiding and abetting ah. is what this guy does. Yep, yep. Uh, <laughs> I'm Tra- Travis. Any guesses? He haunts my fucking nightmares. That's what he's about to do. I don't know. Cool. Fuck this. I guess that works with the. Like, have you seen, like, the album art for Court of the Crimson King? Like, that is the shit of nightmares. No, I have not. I don't even know what that is. It's... Oh, God. (laughs) You guys don't even listen to good, like, progressive rock. Ugh. I like Peter Gabriel. (laughs) So, this has been a subject debated worldwide. What the fuck does King Crimson do? Have either of you seen the Futurama episode, Time Keeps Slipping? Uh, which one's that one? Yeah, I've seen a lot it's of them. It's the one so. with the Harlem Globetrotters and, like, Time Keeps Jumping. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yep, yep. I've seen that. Okay, what if you could control that? Uh... So you can you can fast forward or jump forward or jump back just at random, but not random? You only jump forward because at the end of this... Giorno gets a power that is also very hard to explain. What people have said is King Crimson erases the cause but leaves the effect of an action. You can't fuck around with time travel, Joe. Yep. Don't fuck with a time travel. You can't have an effect without a cause. It has to happen. That does break causality. It can happen in front of the effect. That's fine. It can happen behind the effect. Also fine. It can happen in an alternate reality. That's fine. It just has to fucking happen. What if Giorno removed the effect, left the cause? All of reality would implode and this son of a bitch wouldn't exist and I wouldn't be tortured by it. Cool. And yet here it is. (laughs) Yeah. So King Crimson's power is just to up to five seconds of time, just skip it, leaving your behavior, but he is allowed to work around that. And Epitaph, another great King Crimson song, uh, allows him to see five seconds into the future, which is the little head on the face. It sounds like he's he's running out of powers and he's just kind of randomly making things up and not concerning himself with how they work. It's just, it's a, it's a hand wave. This is what it does. But he made three more parts after this, with like over a hundred more stands. Okay, so one of the stupid heads can see the effects five seconds into the future, can see what's going to happen. The other stupid head just accelerates you to that point. 
So presumably, if I fired a gun in four seconds, he would know to be like standing one inch to the left so it wouldn't hit him. And then you would lose the amount of time that you spent firing the gun and the gun would have already been fired. Yeah, so you act the way you would normally act, all things being equal. It's just the intervening time is compressed and you're not aware of it. It just bloop, bloop. Mm -hmm. So this guy is a bored teen watching a DVR movie. Skip the commercials. So really, you have if you're going to fight this guy, you have to build in a six second buffer around everything you're going to do. Or make sure that he doesn't know you're there. That's true. Like, if he cannot, if he's not aware of you, can he perceive your actions? He sees five seconds into the future, his own future, regardless of perspective. But regardless of intent? Actually, intent is the main thing it's based off of. Okay, so I can intend to shoot left and then change that intention and he won't know it's happening. But you then intend to change. God, you can't fuck with time travel. It's not... (laughs) It's not okay, and this is the most egregious example of this. This is dumb and stupid, and I hate it. Do we do we have do we have any more of these, or is that was that the last one? I mean, l- look, I could show you pictures of like just random guys that show up. Like I could show you the Grateful Dead, no, or I could show you Beach Boy or Little Feet, no. But no. these these are the main players. So, with all that said, how does part five resolve? By giving me a brain tumor. I can feel it growing right now as we are speaking. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an alcohol-induced aneurysm while I try to yell about time travel. Um, no, in reality, though, it's gonna be Geo's bullshit power. Yes. Mm-hmm. Partially because Geo is the protagonist and his power is bullshit. And because he's a Joestar, that means that's how you're going to win is by being bullshit. One guy in the Joestar line punched time. Sure did. Uh, <laughs> this was supposed to be a very fun episode where everyone ragged on me, but Matt is just so mad. Joe, <laughs> you knew this was going to happen. <laughs> he's livid. He's so angry. <laughs> You planned this, you son of a bitch. I'm trying to remember what what Geo's power was. Uh, creating life out of inanimate objects. And, like, inflicting harm, like, reflecting harm done to them back onto the doer. Mm-hmm. So he he's gonna have to use that to have the guy with the time shift power attempt to hurt him. He's gonna have to take that lethal shot and kick in his stand and and uh, have the guy murder himself. I, it's it's also the overwhelm him, give him no possible out. Yeah, the elim- these are all great options. Like these are logical options that would occur in a story. So they don't happen here. Correct. Okay. Then what actually happens is Trish and her power somehow? Does she soften all of reality and make it eject him into space? (laughs) Oh, I totally forgot to mention this. Diavolo is Trish's dad. God damn it, Joe. Okay, okay, no, 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 no. I got this, I got this. So, main bad guy is allergic to peanut butter and they slip some into a sandwich. That's it. A deathly peanut allergy. Problem solved. Um, well, if Trish is if Trish is the child of this asshole, um, then her stand has to be useful against his stand because of the logic of storytelling. So she does something that ejects him from being useful. Sure. I'm so mad at this. I can't resolve this because this isn't how stories are told. <laughs> yeah, Travis, do you remember <laughs> when we came up with just a fun little jaunt through air balloons around the world? Man, those were happier days. We didn't have any time travel bullshit. 
We just had a bunch of of gay twinks humping their stands while some very disappointed skinny girl looked on and didn't eat a sandwich. Yeah. Yeah, man, I wish I could go back there. But that's not how time... Uh, I can't time travel, so I can't go back there. Yeah, I... I also realize that I do sound like an asshole saying that this skinny child should eat a sandwich. Uh, please go look at the picture Joe showed us of her, and I think you might forgive me. Because it's not good. It's it's not... It's She looks malnourished. Yeah, it's not... I swear <laughs> to God I'm not body shaming, guys. It's just really uncomfortable how skin and bones she is. Yeah, yeah uh, I... I I got nowhere to go with yeah, how Joe, to end this story. Uh, you, you, we have activated your trap card, and now apparently you get to explain a JoJo's to us, and I'm so mad at you. I mean, it's fine. You guys don't have to know how the story ends. Actually, I prefer not because, I mean, technically this is coming out in a few months animated, and there might be other broken souls like Joe that enjoy a JoJo's. And might have to make you watch it, yeah. I'm sure I, I, it's probably going to happen. Okay, so until then, let's all just assume quite merrily that it turns out it's just a balloon race, and this asshole gets punched <laughs> into space by his daughter. Tra-la-la-la-la. And eventually, she does eat a sandwich. Yes. <sighs> That's the resolution of the story. Yes. Everyone's happy, she gets a sandwich. We got through it all. We didn't even talk about a man pissing into a kettle. This, this... Nope, this was nope, a good time. Nope, I'm shutting it down. Nope. Yeah, I mean, listen, you got your Twink Superhero Boys in there, so you're happy. I got to make fun of your Twink Superhero Boys in their JoJo's, so I'm happy. And Travis just got to dunk on you a little bit, so he's happy. <laughs> and Matt ended up fucking mad. I am. So. I am shaking. Everyone wins. I am legit shaking right now. <laughs> it's pretty great. Um, I'm going to have to go play like Fallout for an hour before I can do anything useful tonight. Just go murder some mutants. Just take it out. Oh, fine. I hate a JoJo's. How do y'all end these? We usually end these with anime recommendations and where you can find us. This is a special episode, but Matt does want to recommend us an anime. So next time on WTF Anime. So, next time, y'all are going to watch Ruby, the uh, American-made anime from Rooster Teeth, uh, specifically episodes 5 through 8 of the first season. The animation's a little rough in, in this first season, but they're very fun, and it's not that much content. I'm so excited. Uh, <laughs> Joe, to peel back the curtain, Joe almost screamed at me the way I almost screamed at him a few minutes ago. So, uh, I feel very vindicated in my choice here, and I'm quid very proud of myself. Quid pro quo, Joseph. Quid pro quo. <laughs> I quit. Okay, but before you quit, uh, hey, Matt, <laughs> if, uh, if they want to talk to you, uh, or, you know, listen to any of your projects, where are they going to find those? Where are they going to find you? Um, oh, man, it's been a while since I've had to do one of these. Uh, let's see. I do a bunch of things. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Matt Hoadley. Um, I'm pretty active there usually, though that might change because my employment situation might be shifting to actually being employed, which I'm very happy about. Please, God, please. Um, anyway, uh, you can find the podcast I do, Fifth Draw Wild, um, which depending on when this is coming out, should still be around, might not be. Wait, it's going away? Uh, yeah, Fifth Draw Wild's going on the shelf in December. Um, 
for reasons. I talk about it and things. I also do Hard Reboot with former guests of the show, Jake Mason and Alan Sells, uh, where we take a public domain property and give it a reboot. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Alan and I do another show called Forging Worlds, where we do an entire world building session from the ground up recorded. Uh, it's it's one of my favorites just because we get to explore some weird stuff. We just did a pretty D&D centric idea all about a thing floating out in space. So give that a listen. And uh, finally, I do a project that these two great guys are on as well called The Lost Library. It's an actual play hub for the Fifth Draw family of podcasts. I'm the GM on the main campaign so far called Grayscale, uh, which is a Monster of the Week powered by the Apocalypse game. And these two guys play in it. It's a ton of fun. I enjoy doing it. I hope they do. Oh, it's one of my favorite things. Yep. <laughs> that. What Travis said. I, I have to go edit an episode uh, after I cool down for an hour or so tonight. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, you can find all that stuff at fifthdraw.com. You can find me there. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, you, YouTube? I have a YouTube. Not much is on there right now. There you go. There. That's a me. If Matt ever does more vlogs we'll see his youtube thing i i have i have a file for i have all the parts for one that i need to edit up that's i decided i wanted to go through and read all of the magic the gathering novels because i hate myself a little bit and apparently i need to be punished Ooh, yeah don't do that don't do that. the first one i read is the second one in in actual written order it's very bad and it does not make sense it's not even a good fantasy story um not even a little no it's so eventually the introductory episode should probably go up soon and the actual reviews should follow. They'll be on my YouTube. So there you go. If you would like to find me on Twitter, I am at the Joe Hanfield. Um, send me pictures of all your anime twink boys. Uh, if you'd like to follow the show, we are at WTF Anime Show. And we have an email that ever since Jake Mason decided to point out how hard it is to talk about where to send an email... I have been so self-conscious about it. But we have an email at wtfanimeshow at gmail.com. Wouldn't it be wouldn't it be easier just to say if, if you'd like to email the show, you can reach us at... It would. Thank you, Travis. You can do this from now on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But if you want to talk to me, uh, you can hit me on Twitter at Dicelobber, D-I-C-E-L-O-B-B-E-R, and... I don't run the WTF anime handle, so if you want to hit me up with the in the conversation, you're going to have to tag me too. Uh, so I think that it. Well, this was a train wreck, goddammit, But uh, <laughs> this was amazing. I'm just so happy, except for that thing in the end where Matt said something. I just want. I just want the balloon. The balloon race around the world would be so good and so pure. And, and they're just happy, and whatever they do in their cabins with their stands is their business, and we don't talk about it because one of them is 15. Most of them are 15, uh, to be It's even fair. worse. I don't know. <laughs> I don't like All it. Right. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> bye. 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 Bye.